Hello, 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 and welcome to the Cells and Circuits podcast. My name is Chibeze Anakor, and I am your host. And in this episode, we'll be talking about the problems with NVIDIA GeForce Now, animated music videos during the coronavirus pandemic, and the rise of CG anime. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. So it's time to start talking about the problems with NVIDIA GeForce Now. So if you don't know, NVIDIA GeForce Now is a cloud gaming service that allows you to install PC games that you already own on a Windows PC that's rented to you essentially in the cloud. So you would have or so you would have to install games from Steam or the Epic Game Store or Uplay from Ubisoft or wherever you have your games installed. So GeForce Now, after years in beta, got officially released in February 2020 for $5 a month. And it was... It was highly praised at its release because PC gamers at the time favored GeForce Now's model over a service like Google Stadia, where you would have to essentially repurchase games that you may already own on different platforms. And not only that, but there was also a much smaller library on Stadia when it launched versus when GeForce Now launched. And so GeForce Now at its launch got a better reputation than Stadia and got a lot of praise from PC gamers because of it. But just a week later after GeForce Now's launch, it started losing games from Activision Blizzard. So they pulled their games from GeForce Now, so you can't access any Activision Blizzard games from the service. And Activision Blizzard, it turns out, was just the first of many publishers who would later pull their games from GeForce Now. Others include 2K games. They also lost games from Xbox Game Studios and Warner Brothers. So you can't play games from, or so you can't play Mortal Kombat on GeForce Now. You can't play NBA 2K. You can't play Bioshock and you can't play Borderlands. So a lot of these big name publishers have been pulling their games from GeForce Now. And a lot of people have not been very happy about it, understandably. I mean, because a lot of people own the games from the publishers that are pulling those games from GeForce Now. And so the reason that they would probably want you to the reason why they would want to 
pull their games from GeForce now would be because they would probably want you to um, purchase the game again on a different platform like Stadia or Microsoft X Cloud or what have you. And for Xbox Game Studios, it makes sense that they would remove their games from GeForce Now because GeForce Now is a competitor to Microsoft xCloud, and so they would rather keep their games on their cloud gaming platform. That makes sense. But for the other studios, it kind of feels like it's a matter of greed, and those developers are starting to lose trust in or those um, and the customers are starting to lose trust in those developers because of it. And also, it may even hurt GeForce Now's chances of success if, if NVIDIA doesn't work with those companies. So here's my take. I think that GeForce Now, despite losing a lot of games from high-profile publishers, I still think it does have a chance in the cloud gaming space because there have been, there are still a lot of publishers that have committed to GeForce Now. And who isn't to say that, or it's not like they can't renegotiate with the publishers that have pulled their games, except for maybe Microsoft. But they could probably renegotiate with those publishers and get those games back on GeForce Now, increasing GeForce Now's already big library of games. So I think that GeForce Now could still have a shot in the cloud gaming space because a lot of people seem to enjoy it over a service like Google Stadia. Um, and nothing against Google Stadia. Like, I use Stadia. I like Stadia. Um, and I'm probably in the minority of people saying that. But I think that GeForce Now definitely doesn't have the Achilles heel of a weak game library that Stadia has. Um, and while Google is slowly chipping away at that, I think that having a robust library of games at launch has already um, solidified GeForce Now's place in the cloud gaming space. So I think that they just have to renegotiate those deals with the publishers that have pulled their games, sans Microsoft, and just continue to get new games for for the platform and hopefully GeForce Now will continue to take off and and cloud gaming will be more um, accepted in the gaming space and so yeah that'll do it for that topic uh, 
Up next, we'll be talking about animated music videos during the coronavirus pandemic. And then after that, we'll talk about the rise of CG anime. The Cells and Circuits podcast will return in a moment. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. So, I mean, doesn't get any cheaper than that. Second, there are creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm editing this podcast from a Chromebook using the web, so it's pretty easy to do. Um, If I can do it, you can certainly do it. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more services. So you don't have to go to each individual podcast service and distribute it yourself. It automatically does that for you. So that's pretty awesome. Fourth, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, I mean, it's a pretty good way to make some money. Um, And then last but not least, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app for iOS or Android or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started or download the app for iOS or Android today. Welcome back. And now we can start talking about animated music videos during the coronavirus pandemic. So ever since COVID-19 became classified as a pandemic, everyone had to start practicing social distancing. And I think that of all of the industries that that could have been hit by COVID-19, I think the live entertainment and specifically music industry has probably been one of the hardest industries that have been hit by the coronavirus pandemic. And I think that it really sucks for for a lot of artists because they get a lot of revenue from from live shows and now those have to be canceled and it's just a whole like it's a whole mess. And I think that now they can't even go and shoot music videos anymore because of because they have to practice social distancing. But thankfully, a lot of animators have stepped up to the task of providing music videos for major labels. And I'm reading this article on Rolling Stone that says that labels like record companies like Atlantic Records, um, RCA, and its parent company, Sony, they've been investing in 
animated music videos and or because they can't go and shoot live action music videos and so we've been getting a few animated music videos and for example there are there are three that that are pretty good examples of this there's a music video for uh, la la challenge by earth gang and then there's a music video for Risk by FKJ and Boz and Night Rider by Tom Mish and Yusef Days featuring Kane himself, Freddie Gibbs. So uh, I will have all of those animated music videos linked in the show notes. For you to check out i think they're all pretty good and so yeah i think that there will be a lot of animated music videos to come and since they were such a rarity before the coronavirus pandemic started i welcome this feature uh or the near future of animated music videos and hopefully Hopefully you guys can check out these animated music videos and maybe, who knows, if they're popular enough, maybe after this is all over, which hopefully will be sooner rather than later, maybe we'll start to see more and more animated music videos pop up after we all reach a sense of normalcy again. But we shall see and so yeah um go check out the animated music videos that i have linked in the show notes but yeah that will that will do it for this topic up next we'll be talking about the rise of cg anime The Cells and Circuits podcast will return in a moment. Welcome back, and now we can get into the rise of CG anime. So, computer-generated anime, or CG anime for short, is... Just like how it is in Western animation, where every character and every scene or in the entire movie is computer generated and as a result looks more 3D rather than 2D and more closely resembles real life. It's kind of like a bridge in between animation and the real world where we actually live in a three-dimensional world. So, with that being said, CG anime has been a lot of CG anime being produced as of the past probably six, seven years. And it all started back in 2014 with a Netflix original series called Knights of Sidonia. And Knights of Sidonia, it was a good show. It had 
some interesting characters that had some some good sci-fi uh, concepts and the world was pretty well thought out in my opinion um but you can of course go check it out for yourself and ever since knights of sidonia got pretty good reviews from people all of a sudden more and more cg anime started popping up on the scene we started getting shows like Ajin Demi-Human. We would get shows like Berserk 2016, which is probably the most famous or infamous, depending on what you think of the series, adaptation of CG in, in anime. And then there's also other shows like Baki or Kengan Ashura, or um, Fist of the Blue Sky, and it's quite a lot. And not to mention, at the time of this recording, we are just days away from the Ghost in the Shell standalone Complex 2045 series on Netflix, which is also going to be CG. So I don't think CG anime is going anywhere, but CG anime hasn't really been particularly well-liked by fans. And I think it's mostly because of Berserk 2016. I think that with adapting an older franchise into a, a newer medium of CG, anime i think that it didn't really mesh well with fans and or it didn't look as good as maybe the 1997 berserk or even like the berserk golden age trilogy of movies and that just and that one anime had really soured people's opinion of cg anime as a whole and I think that so many people were burned by it that they just now have a knee-jerk reaction whenever they see that an anime is in CG, which I don't agree with. There's CG anime that I like, like Knights of Sidonia, Ajin Demi-Human, there's Levius, there's Beastars, there's Blame, just so many... CG anime that that I particularly enjoyed watching. And so I do hope that CG anime will, or who knows, maybe CG anime will be better received in the eyes of fans, depending on if the new Ghost in the Shell is good or if the new Blade Runner anime that's being developed for Crunchyroll and Toonami is good. And I think that if they do those titles right, maybe CG anime will start to win back a few of the fans that Berserk 2016 had pushed away. And and that's that's good for everybody. And so, yeah, I, um, 
I don't have problems with CG anime, but I do hope that people go into CG anime with a more open mind in the future. And yeah, um, that's going to do it for this topic. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And also, I hope you are staying safe and staying at home and following the WHO and CDC guidelines for social distancing, because the sooner we all follow the rules, the sooner we can go back outside and have a sense of normalcy again. Thank you so much for listening once again. And yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cells and Circuits podcast. Let me know what you think of the podcast and let me know if there are any topics that you want me to talk about on the podcast. I will have links to my social media where you can do that in the show notes. And once again, thank you for listening Stay safe, stay home, and I am your host, Chibeze Anakor, signing off.